Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited because I have got a special episode for you today. It is going to be all about how to survive the holidays, the holiday survival guide, if you will. And there's going to be two parts because so many of you all submitted such great questions. So the first episode is coming out today on Thanksgiving. I hope if you're having a hard day today that maybe you can find some peace and quiet and maybe listen to this or after you survive the Thanksgiving, maybe you can listen to this on your way home or the day after and just feel a little less alone and set up a game plan for coping with the rest of the holiday season. I'm going to talk about managing difficult family dynamics, whether that is your immediate family or extended family, coping with loneliness, setting boundaries, and taking care of yourself. So let's get into it. You're listening to the Recoveredish podcast. I'm your host, licensed therapist Amanda E. White. The holidays can be really difficult because what we see portrayed in the media or on social media or the internet is not always in alignment with how people feel on the inside. So often people feel like the holidays should be the best time of the year, right? We say this is the greatest time of the year, but for so many people, especially those who struggle with their mental health, my years as a therapist who hasn't shared some dysfunction in their family or some stressor or something that they deal with when it comes to the holiday season. Especially the bigger your family is, typically there are more players, it makes it more complicated, and the greater the likelihood is that you have an uncle or an aunt that gets drunk, says inappropriate things, asks you invasive questions, doesn't listen to your boundaries. I could go on and on. The holidays are also typically a time where people actually feel really lonely. And I really wish more people talked about this because I think that there is research, right, that we know that people are getting lonelier over the years. But then especially during the holiday season, because there is this pressure to love the holidays, love your family, love this time of year, be connected to other people. For those that are estranged from their family, have difficult relationships with them, or maybe even just don't feel like they can be themselves around their family, they tend to experience a lot of loneliness during this time. I myself struggle with a lot of loneliness during the holidays, and I'm interested and I'll let you know how it goes now that I have a baby. I wonder how that will change things. My family is very small, and though it's not you know, on the scale of dysfunction, it's not super dysfunctional or anything like that. One thing that I grew up with was my mom loved hosting people and she really, really wanted to have tons of people over. And it made her very sad that we didn't have a ton of people to invite over or that, you know, she was estranged from certain parts of her family and we couldn't all be together. And as a result, just by watching her kind of constantly live in this message that this isn't right, this should be a different way. We should have more people over. I really internalized that as a kid and grew up feeling like the holidays are lonely. The way that we do holidays is is not right. It it should be different. We should have a lot more people over. And it's interesting as you become an adult, right? And you kind of learn what are the things that I actually care about and what are things that I've been taught to care about whether that is with my family and some of the messages that they sent me or just the general media and what I see as supposedly the correct way to celebrate because of the way 
Christmas movies and Thanksgiving movies and social media and all of these narratives impact me. So I think that's a really good piece of homework if you're interested in doing that that will help you kind of understand where some of these feelings of loneliness may be coming from. It's also important to remember that loneliness doesn't just come from not being around people because the definition of loneliness doesn't have anything actually to do with how many people are around us. When we feel lonely, when we don't feel connected to people, it's why you can be in a very crowded room but feel really lonely because if you're not connected to those people, you're not going to feel fulfilled. And I think one thing that people don't talk about during the holidays is often we are around a lot of different people, whether that is a company party, a family party, a friend's giving, a child's Christmas show, a PTA-themed party, you know, a gala, whatever, all of these different sorts of events. But that doesn't mean that you are hanging out with people who you can be authentic with. And if you are around people that you have to walk on eggshells around, you can't be your full self, you are going to feel lonely. So loneliness is not just about the person who we think of as sitting home alone on the holidays or the person that's in the nursing home that doesn't have family that comes to visit. You can also be around a lot of people, including your close family. But if you don't feel like you can authentically be yourself or authentically share about what's going on in your life, you are going to feel lonely. So if what I'm saying is resonating with you, I would recommend thinking about all the different events that you have to go to this holiday season. Obviously, I'm saying have to. Lightly, you get to choose whatever sort of holiday events you attend. You have complete permission from me to turn down anything that isn't serving you. And at the same time, I think what we don't talk about is that there are still costs to not doing certain things. And often one thing that I see on social media is that people act like if something isn't serving you, just don't go. Create this boundary. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. All of these very extreme, all or nothing, black and white sort of messages. And if you have a complicated relationship with your family, with the holidays, with friends, with any group of people in your life that involves an event – you know that it's not as simple as just saying no and never talking to them again. Very rarely in my office do I ever have someone come in and they just are fine with cutting off their family or shutting people out or not going to events. Most people weigh these decisions really, really carefully. And I think what's really missing from the narrative is that people who choose to cut off relationships with their family or skip certain events or avoid certain people, there is a negative impact to them in doing that. And they're only taking that drastic of a step because having that relationship or spending time with that person is negatively impacting them so much that they're willing to deal with the consequences of judgment from society, judgment from maybe other family members or even friends, sadness, loneliness, the disconnection from their family. All of these things are very real consequences, and people typically do not take lightly cutting out a family member or discontinuing a relationship. So I just wanted to say that because a lot of times I've heard on podcasts or on social media people say, if this person is you know, a narcissist or if this person sucks, just don't go to the party. Don't ever talk to them again. Set boundaries. Take care of yourself. And while yes, that is a good sentiment, for most people – Relationships are so much more complicated than that. 
It is extremely rare that you just have a relationship with a narcissist or someone who is abusive and you can just easily cut them off and it won't impact other relationships or dynamics in your life. Because maybe that person is a narcissist, but if you love everyone else at that event or you love a lot of people at that event, you are going to have to sacrifice something by not going. And maybe that's a choice that you're willing to make, but I just want to normalize that everything is hard when you have a difficult relationship or difficult dynamics in your family. There's no easy way. And while cutting someone off may seem like an easy thing that someone can prescribe on social media, the reality of working through that is much more complicated and nuanced. So today's Thanksgiving in America. So the holidays are really in full swing now, but I invite you before things start leading into one thing in the next, I would try to take a moment and maybe journal, maybe talk to your friend or a spouse, or maybe just create an audio note in your phone and answer the question, how do I want the holidays to feel this year? How do I want the holidays to go this year? If I could have a magic wand and I could create whatever I wanted for this season, what would I want? And starting with this broad picture can be really helpful because I want you to actually step outside of the constraints of what normally happens, right? If I say that to you, my guess is if you struggle during the holidays, you're thinking to yourself, well, I can't even answer that question because that will never happen, Amanda. I will never be able to have the holiday that I want. My mom will always be this way, or my uncle will always be that way, or my kids will be this way. I get that. I'm not saying that this is a promise or we're manifesting how this is going to happen, but I think if you don't let yourself step outside of the constraints and just purely imagine what you would love to have happen, sometimes you miss possibility. Because if you're only trying to fix what you have and you don't look outside of the box to create something new, we can be very limited by the constraints of our current dynamics. So stepping outside of that, what would you like the holidays to look like? Maybe you're someone who's more introverted and the holidays are a lot for you and what you want more than anything in the holiday season is to rest, like to really rest. Not in a taking a couple days off and having to do all of these things with your family, but you would actually like to be able to turn down parties, go to less events, recharge. If that's what you want, then we can start to say, okay, how can we add some of that into your current constraints? Because yes, constantly what we have to do during the holidays and During any time of year, when we're talking about the holidays or anything that really involves other people, we're going to always have to balance taking care of ourselves and compromising with others. And in really hard cases, sometimes this looks like, what will be harder for me to deal with? Is it going to be harder for me to go to the party? Or is it going to be harder for me to not go to the party and deal with the repercussions of that? Because there will be repercussions regardless of what you do. So this is a really good example, I think, of choose your hard. It may be hard to go to that event, but it also will probably be hard not to. So which would you rather endure and which would you rather deal with? So as you think about this decision, I want to give you some questions and some language and some things to consider so that you can make the best choice for you. And I also just want to say there is no objective right 
choice. If you've been following me for a while, you probably have heard me say this before. I think one of the biggest things that prevents us from making choices and moving forward in life is that we think there is an objectively right decision, that there is some universal, preordained, perfect, correct decision for us. And if we take that step, things will go right. And if we choose something else, things will go wrong. We can only make choices based on the current information that we have in front of us. Then when we learn more information, we may realize that that was not the best step for us, or it may lead us to a completely different path. But it is impossible to look back at our life and think, if I would have made all these right choices, my life would have gone the right way. Everything is kind of like a butterfly effect, and you never know where even maybe a mistake or a choice that in retrospect maybe didn't get you closer to your goals or the life you want to lead may have actually positively impacted you in other ways. So if you're someone who struggles with choices, I just want you to remember that. All you can do is make the best choice for yourself in this holiday season in your current state of mind right now. That being said, If you are thinking about whether or not to go to this event, if it is legitimately traumatizing, please do not go. I'm adding in some nuance here that may seem like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. It may be that someone you go to the party with is not great or is a crappy person or is even a narcissist, but you may not be around them enough that it will cause you trauma or trigger you, that it really negatively impacts your mental health afterwards. I think a lot of times people weigh decisions sometimes just based on the time that the event is. And they say to themselves, well, I don't want to have to deal with the repercussions of not going to the event. It is just easier to grin and bear it and go. And it's only a few hours. I'll be in and out. Sometimes that is the best way to handle it. Sometimes it is only a few hours and it is not worth it to deal with the drama of it. But sometimes it is worth it. I'm going to give you some examples of when it's worth it. If you are legitimately going to be potentially traumatized, in danger, you're putting yourself in an abusive situation, it is not worth going. I want you to think of everything in terms of what is the cost going to be after the event as well. So often we only think about what happened during the event, but if you're going to be in a situation where someone says something horrible to you or you feel unsafe or you are going to be triggered to drink or to do something that is going to harm you, for example, or it's going to take a ton of time to recover from this event, that is really important to weigh as well because those are hours and time afterwards recovering that extend the life of the event. Yes, the event may only be a few hours, but if you're dealing with the repercussions of it days later, that is a pretty big impact on you. So that is one way I want you to think about it because it can be easy to just say, I'm going to grin and bear it, but not look at the greater consequences of it. So if you're hearing me talk all about the holidays and you're feeling anxious or worried or just feeling like, you know, I could really use some extra support right now, I want to let you know about my therapy practice, Therapy for Women Center. We have therapists licensed across the country. Currently, we have 27 states and counting, so we probably have your state, which we provide virtual therapy. Or if you're in the Philadelphia area, we have three Philadelphia office locations in the city and in the suburbs. 
So if you are hearing me talk all about the holidays and feeling like I could really use some extra support right now, I want to let you know about my therapy practice, Therapy for Women Center. We have authentic, relatable, licensed clinicians who are all handpicked and personally trained by me in 27 states across the country. So we probably have therapy available in your state. We also have three office locations in the Philadelphia area. We currently have clinical interns who can see you for a limited time for $20 a session. Be sure to mention this podcast. To learn more, check out therapyforwomencenter.com or to book an appointment, email us at info at therapyforwomencenter.com. If you do decide to go to the party after weighing your options, after thinking about the costs and the payoffs and thinking about what will serve you best, I think we need to also talk about a plan. First, I think it's really important to remember that People typically do not show up on their best behavior during special events or functions, especially if there's alcohol being served. I would expect people to probably show up on their worst behavior. And I think people do this interesting thing around the holidays where because maybe you're trying to be on your best behavior or because you want things to go smoothly, you assume everyone else has that intention as well. But the second we start mixing family dynamics, drinking, people who maybe haven't seen each other in a while, the stress that the whole holiday brings, things typically do get contentious sometimes. And I think if you can just remember and prepare yourself for, it is probably not going to magically be different this year, so how can I take care of myself? So you can do a couple things here. One, you can prepare what you're going to say if your uncle asks you when you're going to get married, you know, for the 50th time. You can prepare some of the things that you are going to say. I am a big proponent that some of the best things you can say are things that just acknowledge that person said something, but shut down the conversation and don't invite it to go any further. For example, If your cousin starts going on a political rant that you have no interest in talking about, instead of agreeing or disagreeing with them, you could say something like, huh, interesting, or I'll have to think about that one, or you might be right about that. Just kind of some of these statements that acknowledge they said something, but they also aren't defensive or telling that person that you definitely think they're wrong. And that is a very different statement than arguing back with that person or being like, don't talk to me about this. That can be a very harsh statement. And although that is what you're saying by just being like, huh, interesting and walking away, it can make things a little bit smoother in conversation. So I feel like this is interesting as I'm saying this. I can imagine that some people probably are like, this is strange coming from a therapist or is this lying? I need to be 100% truthful at all times. I need to be in my truth. And I want to say I'm also a very practical and realistic therapist. So I'm not going to just tell you what I think is the best thing that you want to hear or what is the most popular. You're here on this podcast listening to me because you like the nuance on some level. And that's where we're going to get into this. I'm a big proponent that you are not going to change your family when you're at an event with them. It may not be the right time to tell your aunt that you really hate when she asks you every year when you're going to have kids. It may not be the best time to bring up some past family drama in front of your grandparents 
around the Christmas Eve table. It may not be the best time to tell your uncle that you completely think his political opinions are crazy when you're celebrating Hanukkah or another holiday. It is okay to let these events be events and something that you kind of survive and get through. You don't have to change your family in one evening. And typically, you're not going to be able to change your family dynamic in one evening, especially the more people are there, the more complicated it's going to be. Families love staying in status quo. And what I mean by that is that everyone plays a certain role in a family dynamic. And if one person starts playing outside of their role or changing their dynamic, the other people are going to respond in a way to try to rebalance things. They're not going to want you to change. This all happens subconsciously. The best example I can give you is that when I worked at a rehab, I would have parents crying to me saying, I need my child to be sober. I need my child to stop drinking. And then when they would get sober and they would start to be more themselves or they would set boundaries or tell their parents, hey, you know, this thing you said, it bothered me, the parents would get very upset and would be like, I want you to get sober, but no, not like that. I don't want anything else to change except that you're sober. And obviously things are more complicated than that and the dynamic is going to change. So there is a grief that can come, I think, as well from being that person in your family who is aware of the boundaries, who does recognize that things are dysfunctional, and who is trying to change and heal. And at the same time, a holiday is not the best day to try to change your family dynamic. Families change slowly over time, and they take work. So prepare some of those statements you're going to say if you know that this one person always says something that bothers you. You can do some other things like not sitting next to them at the table, trying to avoid as much conversation with them as possible, maybe trying to spend more time with – maybe offer to hang out with the kids if there's a group of kids there, often to help the host with cleaning or preparing some things if you're trying to stay busy and avoid getting into certain conversations. I think a very underrated tip is separating yourself when you feel yourself getting anxious or triggered or angry. Go to the bathroom. Run your hands under some water, splash some water on your face, or if you can, you know, go outside, take a couple deep breaths. If you're staying at an event that isn't just a one-day event, but you're staying with your family for a few days, make sure that you're taking time alone. It can be a big change to go from your existing family dynamic, whether you live alone, with a spouse, with roommates, or whatever, to going back, especially to your childhood home. It is very common that we are all going to fall back into our old patterns, our old family dynamics. Because of those roles I was talking about, you know how to interact with your family in a certain role. It's comfortable for you, especially if your siblings are there, they're playing their role as well. So a big thing that I also see during the holidays is clients say, oh my God, I went home and I felt exactly how I felt when I was 16 and I don't feel like I've made any progress. And I just want to remind you that this is a normal thing that happens. It is so hard to change yourself, let alone change yourself and keep those changes in a very old existing family dynamic. This doesn't mean that you haven't changed. It just means that that relationship dynamic may take more work and it may take a lot of time to slowly have your family start interacting with you like a different person. When I got sober, there was such a change in my family's dynamic. I went from being the one that everyone was worried about to not. So they didn't know how to interact with me without constantly being worried about me. And it took 
multiple years for them to trust and recognize that I was getting my life together and I was staying in recovery. So I just want to normalize that for you. It quite literally took multiple years for my parents to start interacting with me differently. Other ways you can take care of yourself, see if you can come to the party late. Maybe you leave early. If you're worried that people will push back, for example, if you have a family that when you leave, people get really upset and they want everyone to stay as long as possible, you could preemptively tell people that you have something important going on the next day, you have plans, or that you're not feeling well and you need to go home early so that you can get up tomorrow and take care of yourself. While I do not condone lying, I think having some reasons that you need to leave early or come late or take some time for yourself is really important for your self-care. And as a reminder, while the rhetoric on the internet is no is a complete sentence and you never have to explain yourself, sometimes giving some explanation will help your boundaries be received better. If you just tell your family, no, I'm not coming to Thanksgiving this year, or no, I'm leaving early, or I'm coming late, and this isn't what you're normally doing, it is a pretty normal reaction that they may be confused because this is a change in your normal pattern for them. So if you are doing something totally different than normal this year, I would recommend starting off your boundary with the statement that empathizes and explains this change. For example, you could say something like, I know I normally come to your house for the holidays for four days. This year, I'm trying to take much better care of myself, and that looks like only coming for two days. So acknowledging that change can really help with defensiveness because often if you just come in with your boundaries and just state them very clearly and don't give any empathy, explanation, or acknowledgement, people will become defensive and they'll be left kind of confused about this change. And they may ask you a lot of questions like, why are you doing this? Which then can lead you to feel more frustrated and upset and feel like you have to be defensive back and say things like, I don't owe you an explanation. Rather than if you can give someone just a little bit of information, they often can meet you with a little bit more compassion. This, of course, is assuming that you do have a good relationship with them and they are somewhat open to your boundaries. If someone is not open to your boundaries, if they're abusive, if you don't have a good relationship with them at all and they're just going to fight with you or belittle you, yes, then you absolutely do not owe them an explanation. Another thing I want to leave you with is that people are much more receptive to boundary setting before the event happens rather than in the middle of it. So often, sometimes I find clients will say, well, if I say this early, you know, my mom will be upset. I'm going to just go to Thanksgiving dinner and just come late or leave early and just not really say anything about it. But when you don't give people prior knowledge about something going on beforehand, people are much more likely to also be defensive, frustrated, or take it personally. And then you also throw in stress like a holiday and things like that, and they're even more likely to get into an argument with you. Instead, I recommend having the conversation before. They're going to be much more receptive to you setting that boundary before they are under all that stress. So we covered a lot in this episode. We started off by talking about loneliness, and I just want to remind you again that it is okay if you feel lonely during the holidays. It's okay if your holidays don't look like a Hallmark movie. It's okay, and it's really, really hard, and I have so much compassion for you if you have a difficult relationship with your family. Sometimes you just have to survive the holidays, and I think as a culture, we put 
way too much stress on making sure we celebrate things enough of saying you need to be happy, you need to be positive. You only have this amount of years left on earth. You must capture every single moment. And I think it can just put so much pressure on ourselves. The holidays may not be your thing and that's okay. What I think people forget too is it takes energy to thrive. And if you are depressed, if you're struggling with your mental health, the last thing you probably need to do is put a lot of pressure on yourself to make sure that you have a memorable holiday season or you have as much fun as you possibly can or you have to go to this event or that or take this photo or make sure you do this thing that happens once a year. It is your life and it is okay if you choose to live it differently than other people say you should. I've had quite a few holiday seasons in my life where I just survived. I had quite a few holiday seasons where I didn't even spend them with my family because I was in my addiction or I was too depressed or I could not get myself out of bed. Last year when I was pregnant, I had the hardest holiday season because I was so sick and I was really depressed and struggled with my mental health during my pregnancy. And the last thing I needed was to try to force myself to take holiday pictures, make sure I made this a memorable one. What I needed to do was just put one foot in front of the other and get through the day and the season. And regardless of where you are on the spectrum, I want to give you permission to do just that. And I also want to say if there is a way to carve out doing one thing to take care of yourself, that is what I would focus on. Find one ritual, one evening, one meal, one chunk of time, one thing that you do for yourself this holiday season before the new year starts. And if you're a parent, my goodness, sending you so much grace, so much solidarity because some of you all are parents and you don't have the opportunity or the choice to not celebrate the holidays, to not show up for your kids. And I just want to send you extra love if that's where you are. You have a right to maybe dial it down a little bit. You have a right to maybe not do absolutely everything as full-blown as you used to and try to take a little time for yourself. But I just want to acknowledge that because not everyone has the luxury to tap out of the holidays. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I feel like we covered a lot So just to recap the homework, some of the things to think about, ask yourself the question, where did I learn about holiday beliefs from? Where did I learn what the holidays meant? What did my family do to celebrate the holidays? And what have I learned from them doing that? What have I learned from the media about how holidays should be celebrated? What have I learned from other people or friends in my life? All of these help us construct how we understand the holidays and what our expectations are. And if you are trying to lower your expectations or change what you're doing during the holidays, it can be really helpful to understand where those beliefs came from. The other thing I recommend doing is asking yourself, how do I want to feel this holiday season? Not going based on how past holidays have been, but imagining how you would like to feel. And if you're not going to be able to capture that feeling on the actual holiday or with certain people that you're celebrating with, and you're choosing to go to that event, carve out some space and time to create that feeling for yourself. It could be something very simple. To everyone celebrating today, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a good start to the holiday season, 
And I'm really excited because I'm going to be back next week answering all of your specific questions about the holidays. We're going to be talking more about drinking during the holidays, what to say when people ask you invasive questions, and so much more. Thanks for listening. To suggest an episode topic or support my work, visit amandaewhite.com. If you're interested in getting therapy for my practice, visit therapyforwomencenter.com. We're based in Philadelphia, but we have therapists serving 27 states across the country. 